just like, 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 just like, like, just like, he's like, he's, he's like, I'm like, you're like, and they're like, he's like, yeah, well, like, like, well, doesn't it, don't you, isn't it like, uh, like, so it's like, uh, and like, 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 just like a rolling, to like, uh, or a guy was like, I suck dick for Trump, like yesterday, and they were like, but, uh, like, what? Well, uh, no, no, seems like, like, it's, it's just not even, like, how much, they're like, or like, and I was like, man, like, it reminds me of one where it's like, we had like, 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 I was like, they're like, I was like, like a freaking PlayStation was like, it's like a, like an experiment where like, I suck dick, like, it's called like, goes and like, has like a, and, uh, yeah, so there's like, like, Tilly was like, and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, we just like to be like, we like, mm. saw her recently and I'm like, what the heck? She's only like 14. With like a little sloot. Like uh but uh You made me what I am. I'm like like no. rah, rah, rah. So like hey, I suck dick. It's way too hard. He's like you guys are the I was like try to like grow it out to like tempt the class to like kind of, like just suck dick. And I was like, no why? No. <laughs> but if I'm gonna offend you, I'm gonna make it obvious that I suck dick. Like you'd be like, whoa this guy's this guy's name is Larry Winget, I guess. I don't know. I just liked the quote. It says, to college students, you don't need safe zones to protect your fragile ego. You need big, new, scary ideas that challenge your beliefs and expand your thinking. You need ideas that will offend you, hurt your feelings, stomp your toes, and make you mad. This is necessary for growth and learning. Stop being offended by everything. Stop being a victim and suck dick. I mean, that's the only way. Like, can you believe that, like... I mean, this is, like, a very common used... Like, there's kids, like, older than us that suck dick. Well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how I feel about, like... But not, like, fear... They're, yeah. like, they're, like, I think they think we're, like, some kind of, like, idol shrine thing. They're, like, oh, like, let's, like, like, like... Like, oh, just, yeah. like, 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 they couldn't. It's like, but, like, 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 all it is, like... But even then, like, it's, like, like, but, like, then, like, okay, that's... Like, just go in and, like, suck dick, like, from when he was, like, he can't, like... My mom's teeth and I get thirsty. It's like, it's so weird. There's a, like that, it's like, oh my god. Like, 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 mm. um, it's like, like, I was just like, oh, like, oh my god. I'm like, like, nobody's gonna suck your dick. It's way too hard. Goats podcast. Yeah. This is the Hold Your Goats podcast. Yeah. This is the Hold Your Goats podcast. Yeah. This is the Hold Your Goats podcast. Hold Your Goats podcast. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that was pretty good, actually. Gotta raise my APM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I drank a two-liter bottle of uh, V8 Splash. V8 Splash yesterday. Yeah. I I was so dehydrated that I went to Walmart and bought some Powerades and V8 stuff so that I could have enough for uh, snowboarding today, right? Yeah. And when I got home, I ate an entire box of H.K. Anderson peanut butter filled pretzel nuggets. (laughs) You know those little pretzel things that have peanut butter in them? Yeah, yeah. 
I ate a whole box of them. And then wow. I was super thirsty. So I drank a two-quart V8 splash of mango peach. Mango and, peach. And I probably have kidney stones now. <laughs> <laughs> For all the sugar I all paid. The sugar. The sugar overload. Yeah. Oh, man. And to top it off, the Taco Bell was no bueno. Yeah. 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 It'll, it'll get you when you least expect it. Yeah, or that, when you anticipate Burger it. King. Oh, no, it was McBoodles. Well, Burger King has gotten me sick a couple times. That's the only place I've ever gotten, like, food sickness from. For some reason, the McDonald's here in Logan, I don't know if it's the location or if it's just McDonald's in general, but I don't get sick anywhere else except for this one up here. And we don't eat at McDonald's that often. My roommate was just like, Hey, I'm uh, feeling like McDonald's fries. You got, like, craving. So I was like, yeah. yeah, sure, we'll go, what the heck. So, I don't know if it, that was that or the Taco Bell this morning. Mm-hmm. Or just me falling on my back and really hurting myself. Today? <laughs> I went off a jump today, and I totally oh, no. ate it. I was going top speed, too. Oh. And, yeah, no, I'll, no, I don't, yeah. I, I kind of feel it right now, but I'm definitely going to feel it in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm yeah. supposed to I'm supposed to go take a test at one and then we're driving down to Price after that. Hmm. Yay! Woohoo! Kill me! <laughs> why are you going to Price? Oh, that's not why I'm saying that. I, I'm excited to go down, but that's where her family's from. Okay. Gotcha. So we're gonna go visit her family and then we're gonna. Oh wow! Hang so you're out. making like a tour? Yeah, a tour de France. Yeah, meeting the parents. Yeah, I meet the Fockers. That's a that's a pretty s- serious step, bro. Yeah, I know, which is kind of weird because we've only been dating like three weeks. Yeah, I'll fill you in off of the podcast though because <laughs> I'm not I'm talking about that on here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little sensitive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's it's good. We're good. We're we like each other. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to be driving down to Price, hanging out, and then coming back and hanging out in Alpine, and then uh, go back to school. Hmm. No fun. Yeah. Oh well. be a fun little trip. Yeah, it sure should be. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what there is to do in Price, but I'm going to find out. <laughs> 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 yeah. You'll find out for sure, man. I actually kind of am excited. I don't know if I'm going to have an opportunity this time or in the future, but she has, her family has horses, so I was hoping I could ride some horses. Have you ever done that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've done it like once or twice, but I've never gone faster than it, like a dude, gallop. You're going to die. You just hurt your back? Oh, no, no. You go horse riding? No, 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 no. Not, not, <laughs> not for like two or three days. <laughs> okay. I don't. Still. If we were to horseback ride, I don't think it's going to be until Saturday. I should be good by then. Okay. Well, how long? That's really the thing. Yeah. If it's a long ride, then if like short rides, it doesn't really matter. But. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. But I don't yeah. even. I don't even know if that's something we'll do. We'll see. It's kind of cold. Yeah. Actually, it's been like almost sixty. It's yeah, it's kind of warm. I think it's warmer down south towards central Utah. Oh yeah, where all the pollution is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I need to crack out. I need to crack out my uh, short sleeve shirts again. Yeah. <laughs> All I have are therm- thermals and uh, what do they call them? 
thermals and plaid shirts. Yeah. That's what I've been living off of. Plaid shirts. A plaid shirt. I was going to ask you something, and I totally forgot what it was. Mm-hmm. It oh, well, I have to fill in the podcast that uh, I'm not getting screwed over with taxes this year, and I'm an idiot for saying that uh, I didn't have, like, like they didn't give, like, single parents the, uh, like, exemption thing and the child credit thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, balls. Balls. Yep. I, don't, I, I don't owe money, so that's good. Yeah, that's true. That's a good thing. I, I saw my W-2, and I was like, did I really not make more money than that? <laughs> I was hoping I would have made more. And I was like, wow, I, I, I suck. Yeah. I actually made less this year than I did last year, so I actually got a little extra back because of that, which is kind of cool. I had to look at it, though, and say, oh, it makes a little bit of sense because I only started working for the company in, like, uh, right. May, I think it was. Yeah, yeah it wasn't a yeah, full year. Yeah, that, and it's only part-time where I'm at going to school. I right. get, I get like, 16 to 20 hours a week right now that I'm in school, but before that I was make, doing full-time. Wow. Over the summer, yeah. That's deece, bro. Oh yeah, it's pretty nice. Let me tell you, it's pretty nice. It's pretty good. Watching all my money go away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. Nice clarity potion, bro. Yeah, that's my uh, text message thing. I had to pop a clarity. Restoring, restoring your man, your mana. Yeah, pretty your much. Mana points. If we have to pause this, could we pause this? You gonna make a call? No, she's gonna call me. We're on our way back from work right now. So whenever she calls, I'll say, hey, let's pause it, and then we'll go, one, two, three, pause. No, you have to uh, answer it and say, welcome to the Hold Your Ghost podcast. All right, I'll do that. that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We can pause if you want. Well, I, I could answer it and just let it roll. I don't know what she's, I don't know what she says. She's like, can I call you on my way home? I don't know what she's going to say. Yeah. Because we both kind of told each other that we're going to study tonight because we both are taking a test tomorrow. Oh, okay. She so, probably just wants to talk then. Yeah, she probably just wants to get the plan for tomorrow, like after we're done with our tests, what time we're going to leave and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. It's your boy. Swagmaster. I could always just mute my mic and then you can ramble on, like Bud Zeppelin. Ramble on! Whip out the, the keyboard. Yeah, and then start doing Ricky Baker. Ricky Baker. <laughs> I don't know. Start pulling up. I don't think up. there's any way I could get it to record to Audacity. So, yeah, start pulling a, what's it called? Elton John. Right. <laughs> Some Billy Joel. Yeah. The Doors. Oh, man. The Doors have a great keyboardist. I don't know his name, but, you know. Was it Jim Morrison yeah. that did the keyboard? Or did they have, he just did singing, right? I don't know. Anyway, whatever it was, the Doors have a good keyboard player. Yeah. What do you call him? Keyboardist or keyboard guy? I believe it's pianist. Maestro. They had a good maestro. <laughs> they had a good Beethoven guy. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So I, uh, 
want to kind of talk about my wreck today because it was it was hilarious. I you had an accident today. No, oh, on the, oh, on the mountain. Sorry, yeah, I didn't mention that gotcha. before the podcast. Or I don't know if we were recording. No, that. you did. I'd wait. So, oh, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was coming down the uh, mountain. And we were over on Marge's triple at Beaver Mountain for uh, anybody who may or may not know about that. <laughs> And we were about to Marge's hit... Marge's triple nipple. Yeah, we were about to... Oh, baby, Marge's triple. <laughs> we were about to hit the bottom of the bowl. <laughs> we were about to hit the bottom of the bowl where it just flattens out. And I decided to just beeline it. Just straight down the whole thing. And I was going top speed. And I, was, I make the curve into the flat line, which is called the Tunnel of Love, because it takes you back to the, uh, the lift. And off to the side, there's a, there's a log sticking up out of the ground, and somebody built, like, a ramp around it. Yeah. And the run before that, I went off the side of it, like, on the corner. Yeah. And I, I actually landed it, and it was pretty cool. So I tried to do that again, but <laughs> I guess I, I hit my track from the previous run, and it, it, it shot me towards the log. Mm. So the front of my board ends up going over the top of the log, and the back of my board clips it somehow and I was going like full speed yeah and I slid like probably 20 feet no joke that's a that's an underestimate of how far I slid but I I clipped I fell over on my my shoulder and my left rib cage mm. on my back you know and then I like yeah. I, I did one of those tumble and toss things where you're just like right. you know like yeah. a, like a like a windmill yeah and then I was lying there, and I, was, I, I, I didn't, I can't remember if I had the wind knocked out of me or not. I should have, but I was able to breathe. So yeah. I, I was just laying there on the ground, like all crunched up, and I'm like, oh. And my roommate saw it, and he came up behind me, and he's like, "Sorry, dude, I gotta keep my speed up." And he just, he just, he just went right past me. I gotta keep my speed up, and then he just gotta throws. raise my APM. Yeah, <laughs> so he ditches me and goes all the way back to the lift. I get up and I start to have I have to unbind myself and push myself oh, the rest of the way over. Wow, wow. Yeah, oh Damn. man, it yeah. was. Yeah, I, I got back on the lift and we did like probably four more runs after that, which was chilling. Yeah. I was done after that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna sit in the car. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I would have had to do at least one more run to just so we could get back to the car because there's no way to get back to the car from the bottom of that lift. Yeah. We would have had to go to the top and then back over just so we could get back to the car. Nice. So, yeah, that was... that was. It could have been so much worse, though. Had I gone to the left off the ramp instead of to the right, I would have gone into... Mm-hmm. I would have gone straight into, like, a quaking forest. Ooh. And I would have guaranteed hit a tree. Yeah, I would have wrapped. I would have wrapped my body around a tree, just like a, like a candy cane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Gumby. If like, you threw him like at him. yeah, like Gumby. <laughs> if you threw him at a tree, it just go. <laughs> and then I would really be hurting. Yeah. Or a tether ball. That's pretty good too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I really need to invest in a helmet. Yeah. Yeah. All I do is wear two beanies, so I'm like, okay, my head is cushioned. In case I get a 
Well, yeah, well, if blow. you're going to go off jumps, then yeah, you should have a helmet, man. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm really bad. I'm the worst. Well, it's just you're raising the danger level. I know my limits. The risk is going up. I know my limits, so I stay within my boundaries, but at the same time... Yeah, but the percentage freak. of failure goes up just because you're making right. the environment more difficult, so... Yeah, I know, and freak accidents happen, too, you know, like, they're, they're yeah. could, some, yeah. something could change at any moment, and I could... Yep. Yeah. So I try to... Yeah. I'd need to get a helmet, never mind. I'm trying to justify myself. <laughs> <laughs> If I put on a third beanie... <laughs> yeah, maybe if I put on a fourth and a fifth. Maybe my head won't sweat as much. The protection is exponential. Yeah, eventually I'll have the equivalent of a helmet, right? Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I don't know. Speaking of helmets, After so many this levels, episode is brought to you by our sponsor. Oh, yeah? You got one? Impervious condoms. <laughs> yeah? I've never heard of those yeah. before. Always wear a helmet. When you yeah. go horseback riding. I'm so confused. Where, where did this go from being a <laughs> sponsor for whatever? And <laughs> I should I should Google that to make sure that's not a real company. That'd be pretty funny. I already said what those pretzel things were, so it sounds like we're a sponsor on them or whatever. But <laughs> we're not. Yeah. Or, my, or my V8 Splash. I didn't really mention. V8 Splash. Yeah, no. That's... Nope, that's not taken. Anybody, go get a website called imperviouscondoms.com. Make a million dollars. It's not taken. Hmm. Impervious. Well, I googled it and there's nothing, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good, man. Impervious condoms. Yeah? Hmm. How do they work? They're impervious. <laughs> How do they work? <laughs> Put them on your dick, and then you, uh... And then you're done? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> then you go to work. <laughs> okay. What do I do when I'm at work? Jerk off. <laughs> There's no mess. What if my employees... <laughs> what if my employees see me? Staring at dead supplies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was super effective. <laughs> it's like the thing you sent in the Discord. Yeah, I don't remember what I said. He's jerking off in the car next to him at the red light. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's <Yeah>. like, stop. <laughs> stop. No, God, no. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. I remember that now. Oh. Those guys, I, I, I remember seeing them on YouTube a long time ago, and I only recently came across them again. They're pretty good. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah like, funny. it's like amateur video editing, but it's actually right. pretty good. Yeah. Is he British? No, I don't think so. I think they live on the East Coast somewhere, like, by uh, Massachusetts or something weird. Oh, okay. I truly don't know. That's just a speculation. Maybe they're from Oregon. They could be on the other yeah, side of the freaking Oregon. Nation. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they look like they're from Oregon, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or Maine. Good old Maine. Yeah. Yeah, man, my car, uh, my car broke down really? for a while. Oh, yeah. I remember you mentioning something about it, but, like, it was so okay. the, uh... It started, like, smoking or something. Either, so, last year, last Christmas... You gave you my I, heart, but the yes. very next day... 
<laughs> okay, I'm done. I gave it some clay. <laughs> I was trying to think of something clever. That's I'll, all I got. I'll stop interrupting. <laughs> You're fine. I was trying to yes and it, but I couldn't think of anything, so. Um, yeah. I crashed into a snowbank on my way home, and it was either that or, like, somebody hit me in the parking lot and just, like, drove off while I was, like, in the, in the shop or something. In the shop. Sound like I'm playing a MOBA or something? Oh, <laughs> yeah. At the store. And, um, like, it jacked up my car, and my fan didn't work, like, in the engine. The fan Weird. just wasn't coming Oh, off. okay, so, yeah, it overheated. Yeah. And the radiator blew a hole in, like, it just, it just blew a hole out of the radiator. So then exhaust started getting into the cooling system. Nice. That and sounds it, like a good it, way to go out. It blew the head gasket, man. That sounds like those guys that put like a hose in their muffler and then put <laughs> put it in their car and like try to poison themselves with carbon monoxide. Yeah. yeah. Dang, that sucks. That's right. a, that's an expensive yeah, so, fix. Yep, I had to refinance my car loan <laughs> just to fly it to that. Yeah, it was like I don't know. Two and a half grand or something. Dang, and I'm yeah. com- and I'm complaining about a few scratches on my car bra. <laughs> I I have it on the bra. Yeah, I have a few new holes in it. Oh yeah. I don't even like it. I want to take it off. Right. It's like not in style anymore. It's not a thing. Nobody nobody likes those. Just stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought they did it because of like hail damage and stuff. You, th- you thought that they put it on my car because of that? Or that it protected No, me? no, I thought that's, like, what they were for, like, the car hoods. You know, I, I don't think they really were, like a, like, a style choice. I think that they were for keeping the front of your car clean from, like, bugs and crap. Yeah, and, like, rocks and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, okay, yeah, from mud flaps and stuff. Yeah. But that's not an issue because my car is already beat to death by hail. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's another hail beat to crap car, remember? Mm. My Volkswagen was, and this one is. Which is I didn't know that. Which is super nice, because the engine is great, low mileage, and the interior is great. Um, the only thing that sucks is it looks like a piece of crap. But it, it's a cheap car. I mean, my, my stepdad got it for a good price, and I'm paying a good price for it, and it, it's nice. Yeah. If you don't look at it closely. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know why, but that just reminded me of the uh, that stupid fucking Sprint commercial. Sprint, which one? Have you seen it with it's like that guy that was like doing all the Verizon? Oh yeah. 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 He like switched to Sprint. Yeah, yeah. And now their new slogan is "Works for me." <laughs> yeah. It fucking drives me nuts. It's so stupid. Why does Why do you hate it so much? Sprint works for me. I don't have Sprint anymore. I don't, it's just, I don't know. It's just stupid. We, I we hate s- commercials. We switched to Verizon. I fucking hate them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm on them, uh, the T-Mobes. You spraying something? Yeah, I was spraying my belly button. <laughs> what? With, with my the dust, air duster? With the air duster. <laughs> what the hell? I had some lint I think in it, it says not to put it on, like, flesh. Yeah, it does. I think it says not to spray it on, like, skin. <laughs> 
Well, that's that's because you're gonna get a chemical baby is gonna grow in your belly now. No, it says keep out of your eyes. You're pregnant. Wash your affected area with soap and water. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but it's only if you uh, have it upside down. Because you know how if you hold it upside down, you can like freeze stuff with it. Yeah. Yeah. If you get that on your really skin, cold. if you get that on your skin, then you could develop something like a ra- like a rash. Yeah, I'm just. It's probably why it says do not shake either. Yeah, I'm just super bored. That's but... pro- that could be just because it's an aerosol. So you don't want to shake it because it gets pressurized. Yeah, I'm just. I'm losing it. I'm bored and my body hates. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. I'm not excited for that test tomorrow. What kind of test? Maths. Ooh. Yeah. But once I'm done with that test, it's free falling. Is it the final? No, just... It can't be a final. No, it's the weekend. Oh. And, and I'm going on a vacation. There will be another test. I know. There will always be another test. Always. Always and forever. Yep. So, I got that going for me, which is nice. Which is nice. Ayy. I hope the podcast is satisfied with our return. <laughs> Probably not. Because... But our, whatever. We should, uh, we should purposefully advertise as, like, the worst podcast on the internet or something stupid like that. <laughs> That's too cheesy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean, though? Have you seen those, uh... Where, where is it? I can't remember what it was. It was, like, the worst breakfast diner or something like that the worst diner what was it see now I can't remember it was like the worst pizza or the worst something in the United States and that's what they claimed to be yeah and that's what gave them their fame is because of their their name <laughs> not that I want us to become famous or anything I don't care yeah well it's not very original no it's not either but it is true yeah. it is true <laughs> JT's back Back in black. I already said that. You can't say that twice on the same podcast. Well, that wasn't on the recording. Oh, was it? I don't know. I can't remember. It wasn't. He said it wasn't on the recording. It definitely was not. I don't like that Dude, one D&D. as much as the Mingo. D&D was so fun. Yeah, what did, OMG. did you kill anybody? Slayed a bunch of goblins and some wolves. Goblins and moles. Goblins and wolves. Oh, I thought you said yeah. moles. Nah, that's later. (laughs) (laughs) Are they like are like they like the level one characters? All the little they're like the Goombas. We just reached level two. Yeah, and that's like when my character gets like OP and stuff, and then we have to stop. And I'm like, shit. Oh, that's actually a thing. There's like a level one and two. Yeah, dude. You level up, you get experience points and shit. Oh, I thought I was just making that up. (laughs) Nah, man, it's legit. Maybe I know more about D&D than I thought I did. <laughs> yes. Probably. It's pretty good. It's a good, it's a good fun game. <sighs> yeah, I'd you play have it to be... if I wasn't so far away. Yeah, yeah. JT would That's play true. too. What, D&D? His class is uh, Orc Gremlin. Gremlin? He's a warlock? He's a, he's a mixture of a Gremlin and an Orc. Well, I'm just kidding. That's not a real class. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to Could say be. he. I'm just trying to say he's ugly. Yeah, not a class. That would be a race. <laughs> yeah, that would be a race, not a class. Yeah. 
classes are like druids and fighters. Yeah, like, and yeah. Their abilities. and paladins. Uh, their abilities. That's Yeah, that's their class. Races like human or dragonborn or fucking dwarf. What is your guy? Explain your guy to me and the rest of these uh, people. My dude is a... What's his a name? Wood elf, druid, motherfucking Varus. You call them Varus? Yeah. Well, there's like a list of like suggested names. Where'd so you I just picked one from that. <laughs> Where'd you get that name? From the player's handbook. I know. Oh, really? Yeah. Varus is in uh, Game of Thrones. Really? Yeah. How far oh, have yeah. you gotten into Game of Thrones? I oh, just started season two. Through. You just barely started season two. Yeah, I've watched like two episodes. It's pretty good. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I need to watch it more. I just don't, like, dedicate time to it. Yeah. So. Well, each episode's like an hour. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is very a, true. Yeah. It's a pretty hardcore I, You have plenty of time to catch up before season eight comes out. Yeah. Yeah, I think we that got... That's true. A year and a half. Wait. In like a year and a half. Is it a year and a half? Or is it this... No, it's this November, isn't it? I can't remember. I think it's less than a year now. Yeah. Yeah, never mind. Maybe. Whatever. Perhaps. It's all the same. Yeah. It's not the same. We have to see. Hoo-wee, Rick. <laughs> I am... I, I'm, I'm like brain dead. I can't think of anything for this podcast. Yeah. I had a bunch, but it's just kind of brain farting right now. Yeah. I didn't write it down. That was my fatal flaw. That helps so much. Just the act of writing it down. It helps you remember it better. That's true. Oh, you know what? I actually do have some stuff. Let me pull it up. <laughs> I took a picture the other day of... Never mind, it's gone. <laughs> wow, that's great. Did you post it on your Instagrams? No. Oh, why not? Wait, I found it. So somebody, uh, somebody's snap story on the USU snap thingy was one of their classes, and this was their notes. Mystery of falling teen pregnancy rates, and then they have subcategories of birth control, condoms, abortion, phone sex, and porn. Do you want to dive into any of those? What? I don't know, I'm just, I'm trying to come up with topics. Wait, from where? I don't know. Somebody from Snapchat just had this class and they took a picture of their teacher's PowerPoint. Hmm. Well, I think falling teen pregnancies is like STIs and shit. Just education. Sexual education. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of Christian religions kind of repress sexual education. Yeah. It's kind of taboo in a lot of circles. Huh. So, I don't know. I think that just, like, because it's, like, required in school that you have to take, like, a sexual education course, you know? Right. So, I think that kind of helps. But, like, oh, that was something I wanted to talk about, actually. Like, um, when I, <laughs> like, there was something weird about, like, being, I don't know, just in the religion, I thought that, like, Sex was. It's forbidden. It was like, it was yeah, it was like unobtainable. So it like made it more attractive, you know. 
like you want what you can't have kind of thing. Uh-huh. So when I stopped being religious, I just like that was what I wanted was <laughs> just to get laid, you know? So I don't know, but like it was kind of glass shattering, like I don't know, it's it's just different. Like it was like a uh what's the word? Letdown? No, not a letdown, <laughs> but a paradigm. A paradigm shift. Yeah. Like I just I don't know, it's like you're having you have sex and you're just like, oh, Oh, that's what sex is. Like, it's... It's just something way more intimate and just... I don't know. It's like... It's a lot of things. It's like healing and it's like... Really, like... Really strong bonding. I don't know. It's really... It's weird. But it's like... You don't... If you, like, repress it all your life... I don't know. Just like... I... Because that's what I was doing. It was just like I couldn't... I don't know. Because it's frowned upon, you know? Yeah. To be, like, out of wedlock and everything, but... Right. But, like, I don't know. It's just... I don't know. It's just another thing humans do, you know? Do what we do. (laughs) We had a pretty interesting conversation on the way back from the mountain today, I just remembered. We were talking about, like, why are... ah, I can't remember where to start from. So I'll just start from, like, a branch and work my way inward. We were talking about, like, why furries are a thing. Like, what the heck is that? Like, why? Like, what is the motive or the drive behind them? And then we started talking about personalities. Yeah, we started talking about how in high school, like, people started drawing, like, weird anime characters and started, like, getting into some weird kooky stuff. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, I don't know. And then we started talking about, like, rule, what is it, like, rule 42 of rule the internet. Rule 34, 34 of the internet or whatever it is, I yep. can't remember. It's 34. Yeah, he says it's 34. Go anyway. Google it. No, I'm, I'm okay, <laughs> I'm not going to Google that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we started talking about, like, all these things and just kind of, like, I don't know, like, clustered them all together into one giant conversation. And yeah. basically all we could say is, it was it hedism? Hedism. Hedonism mm. is uh, basically something about seeking pleasure. Yeah. Pleasure, bodily pleasure is the ultimate good of being Yeah, so... That's the highest thing we should seek. Yeah, the end goal of our entire existence in life is pleasure. Everything we should seek. and It was kind of weird. And then we started talking about how that's like a lot of the... Well, I guess JT mentioned that it's behind... Post-modernity. The... Uh, or is it least Homosexual movement... Uh, part, partially the transgender yeah and just like them saying we can have pleasure however we want well it's, it's I don't know the idea that you know it, it's kind of deconstructing the whole religious narrative that's been set up over thousands of years yeah that you know we well people have been gay forever well there's been gay people in society for and so you should so these bodily pleasures and things whereas you know kind of a new postmodern movement that's at the root of a lot of these movements that, I, that you were talking about is um, this idea that it's calling into question, you know, religious authority yeah. saying that, you know, look, that's, that's all ridiculous. Historically, governments, religious institutions and things, they've all been, they're all hierarchized systems of power that people use to exert power over the disenfranchised and the, the weak or those who 
just simply don't have power. Uh, and so they're, so you know, the postmodern movement is trying to deconstruct that. Um, and in addition, they're trying to deconstruct kind of man's place in this whole narrative of you must live a good life uh, according to these commandments so that you can enter into some pleasing afterlife. Uh, and instead they're saying, you know, look, we need to get rid of that narrative. There's no, like, nature to human beings. It's all just cultural construction and that a lot of the norms we have regarding sex, regarding marriage, chastity, uh, or even, you know, virtue and temperance, it's all, those are all just cultural norms that have been established to exert control over people. And now we're, you know, abolishing those systems of control. There is no nature to human beings. It's just whatever we can make it to be. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, and part of it, like I said, is, is hedonism in that um, these postmodernists think that you can only fulfill yourself in the way you express yourself sexually um, and that you cannot have your sexual desires infringed upon. So that's why we have things like the, the whole gay rights movement uh, coming up now in the, in the wake of postmodernity. Um, just be, and also, you know, a lot of other weird stuff like like bestiality and just uh, these wide varieties of pornography that are kind of designed to fantasies. Yeah, that's why uh, sex has become well, not sex itself, but a lot of random things have become fetishized. Um, in that they, in that people think that well, if you can't have any authority over how I want to enjoy pleasure, then I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to do whatever I please. Um, and so, I, I think a lot of that has to do uh, with... kind of a slippery slope fallacy. This is a slippery slope fallacy. I'm not saying... This isn't a slippery slope fallacy. I'm saying this is what happened. Um, because... What Hold we, on. What we see Stupid today thing. is um, that, you know, you've got the furries who kind of have fetishized being furry animals, I guess. I'm not fully, I'm not fully sure about that one, but um, you know that's that's at the root of the sexual revolution. That's what you know. That's what started in the 50s. It, it deconstructed basically the the metaphysical value of of sex, so that sex today has become a transactional interaction. It's been it's been divorced from it's been divorced from love. It's been divorced from procreation. And so the only thing that matters is just gratifying sexual desires as opposed to, you know, moving towards the teleological end of sex, which is to procreate, essentially. Um, and so, and my point about this is that, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're seeing today with, like, sexual harassment, people like Harvey Weinstein and other moral degenerates, is that these are the fruits of the sexual revolution. That because we've told people, that, that because of the sexual revolution, uh, people start to believe that, well, whatever I want to do sexually is fair game. If it's, you know, if you can't infringe upon my sexual fulfillment, then I'm going to do whatever I please. And so you have people like Harvey Weinstein thinking they can get away with... Uh, that's more of a power trip thing, though. No, no, no. That's what's gross about his thing. Like, it's... It's yeah, it's disgusting that he raped them, but what's really gross is that he took advantage of it. Like how he got them to like get in bed with him is because of his position of power. Right, but he gave them roles in films and that's that's what's really disgusting about it. 
But my- I mean, being able to express your sexual identity is, like, pretty cool, I think. Not, like, I think repression is really bad. Repression is what leads to, like, pornography addiction and, like, just getting into weird shit. Is being, like, just, like, repressing it and making it, like, not a normal thing. Well, I don't know. My point Everybody though. has kinks, like... I don't know. I think that if you're not infringing on somebody else's rights, then I think it's fair game. Well, my point is, though, that that kind of sexual revolution... And, I mean, there's overwhelming historical evidence to support the fact that the sexual revolution actually happened. It's not like I'm just saying this happened in the 50s and 60s. It's like, this really happened. This was, you know, a lot of the stuff behind the hippie movement. Um, Right. So the sexual revolution actually happened. And I think what we're seeing today... Is that the fact kind of that somewhat consequences, or yeah, it, it's, not con- it's a consequence of that. In that, yes, Harvey, like you said, it was kind of a power trip thing, but also when because of the fact that seeds were planted, you know, the postmodern society has kind of deconstructed the value of sex and made it just kind of this thing where if it fulfills my, if it leads to my sexual fulfillment, then it's fair game. Which is where the furries kind of come out and just fantasies and stuff about people wanting to well, no, furries get off is the just like a cartoons like, and stuff. Yeah, like some people are into hentai, some people are into anal, some people are into milfs. You know, it's just everybody's got their thing. Yeah. Well, but, uh, but you know. my point is, is that because we've deconstructed the the inherent value and teleological end of of sex. Uh, people like Harvey Weinstein didn't have the moral conscience to be able to say that what they were doing was objectionable. Um, well, I mean, that that stuff's been going on forever. Right, right. That kind of masochistic behavior, raping your underlings. Yeah, that's another that's, thing we were talking about, how, like, there's never going to be that utopian society because we're just corrupt at nature. Not, as, if, you have, not, not if you have, like, presidents... And CEOs, one person making exactly. all the money. There's always, like, we're corrupted at our core as humans, you know. Mm-hmm. We're always going to make a mistake. We're always going to choose evil over, you know, greed. Well, uh, our society is based on money. Envy. That's what moves yeah. everything. That's what moves the market. That's what is your um, your uh, individual status. Like, your just how, like, your your mark of success is how much money you make in life. It's the fight for survival, fight or flight instinct. Instinct, you know how like it's just our in our nature to try to survive and pass our genes on to the next generation. Well, I don't think that's entirely right um, because we humans operate. We're different than in animals. Very different yeah. from animals. Definitely. We don't just. Yeah. We don't just. Yeah, we're so survive. removed from nature. Um, we, we are. We are. In, endowed with reason and the capacity to be able to create things and tools and machines uh, and improve our way of life in a way that other animals simply cannot do that. You know, other animals, they can, they, they just merely survive uh, and they're, they can't really do otherwise than what their nature allows them to do. So there's a little bit more depth to us as humans, but we still have that kind of trait, I guess you could say. We're super weak. We're pretty weak. We, we have finger, we have no we natural have, weapons. We have fingernails and yeah, dull teeth. Yeah. Well, I, I compared to like a bear, I wouldn't say that. Good night. I wouldn't it's say over. that's rooted in our desire for survival. Though I would say that's rooted in our uh, in our desire to acquire things. 
obtain. Yeah, or ne- or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is something. Or that survival created a necessity I mean, I, to create just this sanctuary away from it, and that's what we've been trying to do forever, and now we've achieved it. So right. we're like, what do we do now? <laughs> we have all this like food. You don't have to go kill anything. It's just there at the store. You just go buy it. Yeah, I, I, that was something that was very interesting about... Did I ever show you that video about the guy who, like, eats the sandwich that he, he made told, out he of the dome? Yeah, I think even Shapiro talked about it. But I went and looked at the actual video, and this guy takes him, like... I can't remember if it was, like, six months or 16 months. I can't remember. But, yeah, he, he goes out, raises his own pig to make the ham. And he's trying to make, like, a BLT, right? And then he, like, grows a garden with the lettuce, and then he raises the cow to get the milk to get the cheese. And then he goes and grinds wheat into a mill to make the bread. And it cost him, like, of resources because he had to feed the cow, he had to feed the pig. It cost him, like, $1,600 or something, like $1,000, something ridiculous like that. For something you can buy down the street at the gas station for five bucks. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we've come quite a long ways. Right, but that pig would probably be treated way better than the one that is in the gas station sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You're probably right. They had better living conditions as well. Yeah, by <laughs> a landslide. So that BLT must have tasted... I wonder if he actually commented on how it tasted. Yeah. That'd be interesting. It might have tasted terrible. Well, just knowing that you spent it that could much have tasted time terrible. Money. It could have tasted terrible because our... our um, desires are probably set on what we're used to. Well, no, I mean, well, our palates are used to sugar. Or, yeah. or maybe he wasn't really apt <laughs> to growing, you know, good wheat or producing good bread. Yeah, maybe he's not a professional. I mean, if he's, in if those he's just kind of engaged in yeah. this eclectic struggle to produce all these different goods to be able to create a BLT sandwich, he's probably not going to be an expert at all of them. Right. I mean, I think I could probably grow lettuce and tomatoes, and that's about it. Like, I don't know if I could do the rest of that. I couldn't even do that. You couldn't even do that? I mean, I, I, I could try. I, I, you know, I know how to, like, plant a seed and stuff like that. But, uh, <laughs> it probably fail miserably. The next you just thing, have to water it every day. The next thing that I would have to work on is the mill with the wheat and the bread and just grinding it and stuff. And I don't, I don't know how to do that. But, yeah, definitely raising a pig... Or raising a cow and trying to make cheese or bacon, that would be the hardest part. Making your own cheese, man, that would be... Uh... Do you think making your own cheese is harder than making your own bacon? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, probably. The bacon's there, you just have to get it out. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. The cheese, you have to yeah, like yeah, get the yeah. milk, and then you get have to s- let it ferment for a bit, and then you have to, to take skim the, cream the, top. the top. Yeah, cream and, the top. Yeah. There's a lot to it, man. You could mess it up and get sick. <laughs> Something could go wrong. Get some rare form of Ebola. <laughs> you will know the way. The sandwich will show you the way. It'll open a porta portal to Uganda. The other thing I was going to mention is I got a text from my mom. Like Today is my brother's birthday, so they decided to go to dinner. And he started to create like this big drama thing, right? Let's see, where is it? So I te- social meets? No, 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 no. With your fam. With my fam. So they're they're getting in the car, leaving Alpine, right? And all of a sudden, my mom texts me like, "I'm not home. I'm a little bit sick." And at the same time, we're all wrapped up in Rigel drama. 
and she has that in quotations. <laughs> and I was like, really? What, what does that mean? And she's like, um, instead of eating a really nice dinner right now, which was the plan, we are sitting in the car in front of a girl's house while Rigel is inside completely freaking out because he wants to ask another girl to prom. And this girl is saying Rigel has to do it right now because two other guys might ask the girl tonight before the night's over. So I guess I guess he was over at a friend's house who is friends with this other girl, right? And yeah. this is so this is so dumb. Right. Anyway, they say we're all in the car right now on our way to Bombay house and Rigel was like, Stop the car right now <laughs> And he's letting the these queen bees jerk his chain all over. So my dad my dad making fun of me like a week ago for having my chain pulled by a girl is now <laughs> making fun of my little brother for having his chain pulled and uh what you gotta say to him is she's got your your balls in a vice grip <laughs> definitely <laughs> definitely so two i guess two girls just hopped in the car with my family and rigel and then uh i guess it, and then my mom sent me like five minutes later i guess it takes two girls and a guy to do a doorbell ditch and he did like the most lame thing I've ever heard of to ask this girl to prom. Guess what he did? He went up to the door, a doorbell ditched her, and then he went back up by himself, doorbell ditched her again, and I guess he had like some flowers or something stupid. Then he pulled out of the garden, I'm guessing. Yeah, probably, I don't know where they got him. They, they, maybe they drove to Smith's or something. <laughs> They're all dead in the winter. <laughs> and then he says something like, uh, this is what he told me on the phone. I can't even remember if I'm phrasing it right, but it's like, the best thing for my birthday would be if you go to prom with me or something stupid like that. Because today, today is his birthday. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I don't even know if she said yes or not. But I guess a lot of guys were trying to ask her out. So he he had to drop everything at that moment just so that he could go ask her out. Seems like a champ. Yeah, and he's only 16 years old, so it's his first prom. He's a sophomore. Do, 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 do. How painful it was to hear that story, but at the same time, that's the funniest thing I've heard all week. <laughs> it's so funny, it's hilarious. It's so funny, it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. What do you remember from? It Was it all just like a giant mess, or was it actually that's pretty ridiculous. okay? ridiculous. Prom is so stupid. You think it's pretty ridiculous? It's so dumb. It's expensive. It's so stupid. And to be yes, honest, it's like, so expensive. I had fun with the people I took, but I could have had fun doing something else, or even ha right. having our own inexpensive dance instead of going to school and, you know. Why, why do you got to dance? Yeah. What's the What's so fun about dancing? Yeah, it's not all that. I don't fun. like dancing. I'm not partial to it. It's I'm uh, anti dancing. You're anti dancing. <laughs> <laughs> what were we saying about dancing? Didn't we say something about dancing? No, it was something else. Anyway, like we're... dancing to me is something you do alone when your favorite song comes on. Oh no, we were talking about dogs. It's not like going uh, yeah, into like a sweaty room that smells like armpits and like nasty. Just the air is so thick. Yeah, of sexual hormones. <laughs> you can't breathe. You're getting rock hard for no apparent reason. Your tits start sweating. <laughs> are your man tits or your <laughs> or what your side boob <laughs> yeah well if you're gender fluid I guess it could be out of the way 
Yeah, I can't dance very well at all. <laughs> it's like a it's like a, a reboot of the uh what was it, the Wonder Twins in the eighties that like shapeshift into things. Yeah. But it's like gender fluid twins shapeshift <laughs> into form of form of cisgender male wife. <laughs> form of ambidextrous whatever, I don't even know. Form That's of not the right pixie word. Kin. Furry form. <laughs> Furry form. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Wonder Twins. <laughs> yeah. I just watched the uh, South Park episode of the Super Friends. Super Best Friends. Or, yeah, Super Best Friends. And it was the one where all the celebrities get together and they're trying to get the... You know what I mean? They're trying to <laughs> sue South Park. Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. Tom Cruise is a fudge packer. Who are the Super Best Friends? like... So, Jesus is one of them. Muhammad... Joseph Smith, Buddha, <laughs> and some Asian guy. I always forget the name of. I think the funniest one is Joseph Smith. Yeah, Joseph Smith has the power to. It's so fro- have a frost breath. <laughs> <laughs> he has frost breath power. <laughs> and then the Buddha keeps snorting coke. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember you telling me right. If you, if I remember right, you, you wasn't it on this podcast? You guys talked about the. The alleged fact that uh, the creators of South Park were once more yeah, we debunked yeah, it. it's false. True. Yeah, it's totally false. So what is their deal with Mormonism then? Because they've they've they do target it somewhat. They studied it. They studied it. They just had people who were um, Mormons and ex Mormons come in and they like just ask them about their religion and everything, and they like read up on stuff and nobody is impartial to their their reign they'd make fun of everyone and right. every, and anybody yeah. and everyone that's just yeah, yeah. that's but, what South but Park they, is they, they seem to have singled out Mormons quite a bit the fact that they made their own I mean, Broadway uh, show on yeah their own. well they made the Broadway show and then before South Park they made that one movie Orgasmo I don't know if you heard of that no what is that it's a movie about Mormon missionaries that uh, <laughs> well I mean I, honestly I don't know I haven't seen the movie all I know is it's called Orgasmo and it's about two Mormon missionaries so uh I mean, you, you kind of can put the pieces together on that yeah. one. Maybe they have something on them. Maybe they don't. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did that. The South Park. Debunked. I mean, honestly, though, because everybody believed that. That's like we were talking about like the other day, and what is it like? Elementary school kids are still saying what was it? Not the saying, rumor. They're still the rumor. Oh, that teachers live in school. Oh yeah, that teachers live at school. You know. <laughs> so we used to believe that when we were in kindergarten, and kids still believe that, you know. And they're still drawing; yeah. they're still drawing those little S, those little super S, super S symbol things. You know what I mean? It looks like the Suzuki logo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're still drawing those, and they're well, also nobody knows where that came from. I heard on a different, um, either a YouTube video or a, a different podcast or something that somebody was saying that they went into the school the other day, and that's one of the things they said. They're still drawing the super S. But the the rumor that Marilyn Manson removed his ribs so that he could did you ever hear that one? Suck his own dick. Yeah, you you did hear it. So JT JT never heard that one, but you you did. Yeah, that rumor is still going around on middle schools and stuff, which he never did. I don't think. No, no. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. The person who was the only person who had a rib taken out of him was Adam. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> and it was not, <laughs> and it was not for that purpose. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. Or was it? <laughs> <laughs> well, then I guess Adam is more metal than Marilyn 
Manson. Yeah, he's <laughs> metal. He's metal. <laughs> but yeah, those are that was pretty funny. Those rumors that go around middle schools. I want to look up some more now because I know there's more. There has to be. I just remember in middle school, everybody had a razor phone. Yeah. Everybody wore skateboarder shoes, even though nobody skateboarded. <laughs> I still wear skater shoes. No, but everybody had like those. I wear Vans. Everybody had those Heelys. Etnies. Heelys. Is that is that a still is that is that still a brand Etnies? Yeah, dude. Heelys. Oh, Etnies. Etnies. Yeah. Is that the one with the rhinos? I don't know. No. What's the, the one with the rhino? So, I think that's like uh, Echo. I think it is or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's and then they have the DC shoes as well. Yeah, DC were pretty popular. Actually, the, that style seems to have endured. I'm surprised. But, DC. Uh, <laughs> I just remember Ed- I'm gonna look this up now. I gotta figure this out. Cause I remember Etnies like you were not cool. Yeah, Etnies were huge. You were not cool if you didn't have Etnies shoes. I've always just been Chucks and Vans. That's it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Not Chucks though. I don't know what that is. Converse. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't wear Converse. Yeah, Etnies is still around. I didn't know that. I, I guess I'm just like out of the I'm out of the loop. We're old men now. <laughs> yeah. I think the distinction of millennial should be if you know what a, what a floppy disk is. You mean the save icon? <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> exactly. check this out, check this out. Etnies Vegan Collection. Oh, what? What? How do you... Water-based adhesives, all synthetic uppers, the materials used to vary between colorways. So these shoes are made out of so all sure. vegan material. You can eat them, they're edible. But that doesn't seem to make sense, because <laughs> if they have only one line of shoes that's vegan that has no product source or animals that means they've got all the rest of their shoe lines must do have yeah and so i mean if you're a vegan you can buy the shoe line but the rest of the company still yeah you're not you're still supporting a company that that uh it's the that takes advantage it's of the animals. hides it's the hides of puppies and kittens <laughs> <laughs> i like baby seal uh in in soles <laughs> you know it's just, it's so funny how we have, like, these <laughs> distinctions on animals. Like, cats and dogs are, like, legit, but, like, I don't know, a rat. You're just like, oh, God, that thing is death. Kill it. <laughs> or a bee or a spider, you know? Yeah. It's all life. No, but I think the the argument, the underlying premise of... Where you draw the line? Well, because, I mean, it's kind of rooted in the degree to which, you know, certain beings experiment, uh, excuse me, experience, like, consciousness. I mean, is a, is a fly's consciousness is equal to that of a, of a bat, say? And is a bat's consciousness equal to that of, like, a bear? Or is it, you know, and what about, like, bacteria? Is that, I mean, you know, we, as far as we know, they don't really experience that, uh, so, I mean, it, it is a really weird thing. I, it's something that's honestly been kind of hard for me to settle, kind of reconciling. Because, on the one hand, I really like meat. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not going to go to the ends of the earth to figure out, like, which products uh, have in them materials sourced from animals or something like that. Because, I mean, if So, you know the label organic? It says <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a sham. Yeah. It's yeah. A, yeah. It just means it contains carbon. That's all it means. Yeah, there's so much... That's all it means. There's so much profiteering rhetoric around the term. It's ridiculous. But what I was going to say is, you know, to to people who are going to try and boycott or abstain from consuming products that more or less source their materials from 
places or from sources that are of questionable ethical origin. Like, you're never going to be able to... Well, no, no. Like, you're never going to be able to buy anything or do anything, really. Like, for example... There's no way you can personally affect it? Well, I mean, the clothes that most of us wear, they're made by some people in some sweatshop in Taiwan who make, you know, a couple bucks a day. It's that. Maybe, like, a buck a day. And, I mean, the computers we buy were... They have materials sourced from yeah. mines in Africa that uh, that are run by run through slave labor, and then you know the materials get sent off to like Foxconn, where they you know have people working under hellish conditions just to produce our iPhone. Practically yeah. everything we're surrounded um, by, every product is some way oppressed another. Almost. Yeah. Well, it's all driven. It's well, it's because the market isn't driven by morals. The market is driven by value. So if you can get the work done with less money, then that's where the work's going to go. Yeah. That's just how the market works itself out. Well, but my point is, is like, you know, on the one hand, I feel guilty for all this stuff. I know that I'm wearing clothes that are made by somebody in a sweatshop. I know that I have a phone that was made by somebody in some miserable factory in China. Um, and, and, I, and I feel guilty for this. But I, As a consumer, are you guilty, though? Well, there's... To that, a degree. There is, like, a serious mm-hmm. ethical... Because, you know, I feel like we all do this. Uh, this oh, is something that it, uh, This is something that, uh, I think if I'm remembering correctly, this is what Kenneth Burke talks about. He's a, he's a rhetorician who talks about what he calls dissociation. We, uh, we might be morally minded in certain respects, but almost all of us will, have, will contribute to some other questionably ethical industry or something um, that has equal ethical implications, but we just kind of, like, shut it out. So, for example, uh, to kind of give an example of this, I, for one, detest the Olympics. I think the Olympics are... <laughs> I think the Olympics are just horrible. Uh, well, particularly the IOC, because it's just a corrupt institution. And so, for that reason, I boycott the Olympics. And also, I boycott, like, NCAA sports, because the NCAA itself is, is a racket. <laughs> um, but I love, love soccer. And uh, and interestingly enough, this summer we've got the World Cup coming up. It's going to be run in in, in Russia, which is you know <laughs> there's all sorts of ethical implications with that because mm. uh, who knows what the Russians have done to be able to build the venues and things to run the. And, and I mean, you look at the history of like the World Cup in South Africa, in They're all doping in, in Brazil, uh, just unbelievable corruption. Uh, Brazil got the shaft completely, not only with the with the World Cup, but also with the Olympics. Yeah. You know, all their venues are just falling into complete degradation because, you know, they can't take care of them. It's, you know, been an economic disaster for those countries. But, you know, I love soccer. I love the World Cup. And I, like, I really want to watch the World Cup. And I'm, like, trying to... I've been sitting here debating (laughs) whether I'm going to watch the World Cup. Because on the one hand... Is you boycott it really, the Olympics and everything similar to it. Yeah, is it really fair for me to say, oh, I'm going to boycott the Olympics, that's, that's a corrupt organization, the IOC. <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch the World Cup, which, is, <laughs> if anything, is more corrupt than the IOC. <laughs> I mean, it demonstrably so, because, you know, at least the IOC hasn't had a number of its top executives arrested on corruption charges. So, yeah. and, and you also have to consider the fact that uh, in 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 Qatar, where they're going to have the 2022 World Cup. Qatar, Cat. How do you it, say it? Apparently, it's pronounced Qatar. Okay, I don't know. I'm just that's um, the way I remember. Apparently, there, you know, labor conditions are so horrendous 
because they bring in a lot of you know migrant workers uh, to, to build the stadiums and things. Uh, but it's it, it's searingly hot there. That you know they've already had dozens or even hundreds of workers die uh, in in hellish conditions already, uh, just because because uh, we have to have our game. Yeah, because we have to have our game. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think to myself, okay, if I was going to support an organization that is literally turning a blind eye to these. These egregious violations of of, uh, of human dignity. Um, <laughs> it makes me wonder, like, am I even an ethical person? So, and, and you know, we all do this. We all ignore, like, you know, the vegan might abstain from one or two consuming things. products that um, that are sourced from animals, but. Um, they still have their clothing. Well, yeah, they still have. Their I heard clothing. that a they third still... of vegans will eat meat if they get drunk. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, I think most people will do things that they otherwise wouldn't do if they're drunk. Yep. That's kind of, <laughs> yep. That's kind of like what alcohol does to you. For sure. But, uh, it's definitely <laughs> what it does. Which is insane because it's legal. Yeah. yeah. And marijuana's not. But this- and marijuana does not do that to you. And alcohol kills your liver. Dude, you remember how I did my uh, English... What was it? English 2020 or English 2010 or something stupid? You remember that fat lady we took English from at UVU? Yeah, yeah. My 20-page paper the, uh, was on alcohol. Yeah, from the prohibition, but I only wrote 15 pages. Still got a beat. <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be 20 pages, and I couldn't come up with more because, holy cow, it was a wide topic. Yeah. But I agree. I mean... There's different classifications and different uses for things, and for some reason, alcohol got its foot in the door, and it's been there since the 20s, long 20s. Right. Well, one thing we learned from, like, the prohibition is that law cannot make virtuous people. Um, oh, no. As much as... Well, virtuous people is a relative term. Well, people who actively do... Well, abiding that, by a law does not equate to virtuousness or whatever. No, no, but what I mean by virtuous is that... Um, well, that was the goal of putting those laws so, in place. So, for example... Is to create an orderly society. Well, So you can have laws that prohibit people from doing something, or even in some cases coerce people from doing something. Uh, you can have laws that require people to pay their taxes, or you can have laws that prohibit people from driving drunk. Uh, you know, th- those are examples of laws that prohibit certain behaviors. But the, the, the whole concept behind prohibition was uh, the idea that by prohibiting alcohol, it would... Because, you know, there were religious motives by behind uh, the prohibition. You know, it was driven mostly by the women's Christian temperance movement. Um, so they were trying to kind of produce a society where, where men would be more virtuous or where people would be more virtuous by abstaining from alcohol. Uh, and, and so the idea was that, you know... Like the music man, when they try to get rid of the pool club. Yeah, so so we went through prohibition, which we got was trouble. a disastrous failure, and in addition to being a disastrous failure, it produced a lot of harms for society that perhaps would have otherwise not happened, uh, such as like organized crime and what have you. Uh, and so what we see with um, what we see with prohibition is that law doesn't exactly inculcate certain types of people. It can it it can or excuse me, it doesn't inculcate certain characteristics in people. It only 
can shape behavior of persons, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they become good people who actively do good things that seek the common good of society on their own account. And so, I mean, the same thing is happening today, I think, with the war on drugs and, you know, the anti-marijuana campaign. I mean, I personally don't believe in marijuana as a, um, as a good thing intrinsically, but at the same time, the laws that we have against, like, drug abuse and marijuana use uh, are designed to try and produce virtuous people, but they don't necessarily do that. They don't accomplish what they're meant. If anything, they do the opposite. They make people do worse things. Which, because they're in hiding. Well, I mean, that's what you see with, like, the war on drugs, which is... And the prohibition thing. created a trafficking for right. the substance. Now, I don't know to what extent, you know, the whole war on drugs has formed the has shaped the formation of the cartels and things. I, I know, I mean, I lived in Colombia for two years. It birthed them, pretty much. That's, uh, yeah. that gave them their funds. Yeah. I, I do know that, you know, having lived in Colombia for two years and seeing firsthand, like, the war on drugs take place and how the United States shaped that war. I mean, the Colombian military uses guns that are given to them by the U.S. They use helicopters that are given them by the U.S., uh, and, I mean, the war on drugs has just been a disastrous uh, calamity for an entire nation. Um, but again, you know, we have to make sure we, we make a distinction between cor- correlation and causation. Um, and I, I'm not well educated enough in the issue to be able to say that these laws actually do cause the cartels to emerge, or that they shape the, the, the behaviors of the cartels. I, I really don't know. I'm not educated it just created an environment where they could exist, basically. Like, and it made it just it supply and demand. You know, the profit off of the gains. Now that they were harder to access, the profits shot skyrocketed. Yeah, I, I do. I do believe. Well, I, I do strongly support the decriminalization. The decriminalization of drugs. Uh, I think the way that we're dealing with drugs in our That's society. That's the libertarian is, idea. Well, yeah, because I don't believe that laws make good people. Yeah. It, it, yeah. There are, there are yeah. different ways of producing good people. The government cannot make good people. The government can only, through coercion or enforcement of law, um, make people behave in certain ways. Just another point, another tally mark for a libertarian. <laughs> I just thought you I'd know, point that out. <laughs> I don't consider myself libertarian either, but I do agree with a lot of their ideas. Well, I'm not... Mm. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a libertarian. I definitely have a lot of libertarian beliefs. Yeah, same. Um, but at the same time, I still would consider myself conservative over libertarian. Because oh, yeah. Because libertarian goes a little bit further than just the war on drugs or, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Well, it, it could be just more of a question of what is viable in today's society and what we've created. You know, I mean, the libertarians today kind of still want to go back to kind of founding fathers constitutional ideal that we had before modernity came along. Yeah. But uh, there is no going back to, you know, the society Especially with where we're at. What? Especially with where we're at already. Yeah, exactly. It's not the same circumstance. It's not the same situation. There's no way we can go back to that kind of ideal. But I'm also, I have very little faith in humanity (laughs) that... um, that's not to say that we're capable of doing, we aren't capable of doing good things, but I just don't have the faith in humanity to believe that we can create this idealized society where everything works as it should, or right. as is right. So, um, Well, it's because we're alive. 
nothing in nature exists like perfectly, you know. It's chaos and it's death and it's injury and it's unpredictable mistakes and yeah, things happen. Well, it's not just like the things happen. It's just that you know we, we humans are capable of doing some pretty horrible things and uh, and <laughs> also just making really egregious errors in the way we run our society. Um, because it's very hard to be able to form a community that... Well, it's incremental steps towards a better... like it, it, uh, Incremental steps towards the ideal, but, I guess you could say. But I often wonder if we really are moving towards it. I mean, th- this, is a, this has long been a philosophical debate, is whether or not human beings actually make progress. Now, instinctively, your knee-jerk reaction might be like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, a hundred years ago we didn't have iPhones, I couldn't, you know get a car to come pick me up at my doorstep to take me to the airport just by touching a button on my phone. I, I couldn't get directions to my There's different house who lives on the Progress other side of the has many uh, definitions, is what you're trying to say? No. Um, well, yes. part of the problem of, defi- of determining whether progress is possible is just that, you know, defining, defining, defining progress. progress. In some ways, we've defi- we have made progress, but at the same time... Uh, we have to ask ourselves the question, you know, is there anything new under the sun with the society we have today? Um, or is it... Because that's one that's one of the lessons we learned with the 2016 election, right? Is that kind of the, the progressive left thought that history was kind of this, stri- this, this constant striving upward. That, you know, we are, quote-unquote, progressively getting better. Um, that, you know, we had Obama, the first black president of the United States... And then we thought, and then they thought, well, you know, Hillary, she's going to be the first woman of the president, like a uh, woman president of the United States. You know, we we are actually making progress, and that you know, ra- racism is is on the decline here in the United States, and all these other things. And then what happened? You know, Donald Trump happened, and then suddenly everybody kind of had to was taken aback, and like, wait a minute, you know, <laughs> hold on a second, are we uh, are we actually making progress here? Um, and you know, I mean, the political prob- problems we see today—they're—they're they're not exactly new or anything like that. Um, corruption is still corruption, whether it was in ancient Greece or whether it's today. And corruption is, lays waste to societies the same as it did in ancient Greece as it does today. I wanted to say about progress, like it's it, to progress as a country, it's built on progress of the individual. So, like every individual person has to come to like epiphanies and just realize that like they have to grow up you know mature and understand the world better (laughs) and uh, technology has really hindered that a lot it's just there's so many distractions and so many things like you can just go your entire life without thinking about like you can go a whole day without having one profound thought like it's just it's really easy to do yeah you can just get right into the monotony of life, and I think technology really has damaged us in that way. That that's re- that's really stunted the growth of a lot of younger people. Especially if you have a just job, don't think about things. Especially if you have a job where you're opening a machine and taking money from people and putting it into the machine, and at the end of the day, you go home to your television and just television it out yep. and then go to bed. Well, I mean, jerk off a couple times. Honestly, this is kind of a theme you see occasionally in in Rick and Morty. Yeah. That, uh, they kind of suggest that modern life is soul-crushing, that because we don't find mm-hmm. ourselves 
in like difficult situations because we have lives that are overwhelmingly convenient and comfortable and uh, materially prosperous that we kind of get disengaged from the metaphysical questions of life that really feed the soul. I mean, I'm getting very kind of romantic and mystical here, but, uh, you know, uh, because it is interesting to think that suicide rates among developed countries, like the United States, are actually significantly higher than... Underdeveloped? Than underdeveloped countries. And actually, interestingly enough, uh, suicide rates, the demographic, the demographic that has the highest suicide rates are, uh, you know, white upper-class males, which you'd think that would go contrary to, like, everything we've been taught about, you know, what's going on in, like, you know, the poor communities, the inner cities, and what have you. You'd think that there's where people are going to be suicide. hating their lives and, you know, want to commit suicide. But, uh, you know, there's, there's something, and actually, um, recent research has come out showing that, uh, the dramatic increase in teen depression and suicide rates is it's directly linked with, to their cell phone. Well, not directly. I wouldn't say directly. Okay, linked, no, but right, it sorry, correlates it with the correlates. increase in use yeah, of yeah. the smartphone. I remember you saying that. Um, and, and it really makes you wonder, like, are we improving ourselves? I mean, you know, yes, we are improving materially uh, every day. And, I mean, the society we produce today has done more to reduce poverty than any other economic system we've done has existed in history. That's not to say that we've abolished poverty, because it still exists and abounds all over the planet. But we have definitely reduced poverty, especially here in the United States. And granted, at the expense of many peoples around the world, too. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah, especially if you compare it to, like, our population. World population, what was it, like, maybe 300 years ago? Was How much was the world population? 300. Uh, I would uh, honestly not. I think it's it's definitely grown within there, the past century. There's definitely a there's yeah. definitely been a massive spike. I mean, you even yes. look at population growth rates up until about uh, I want to say like I think around the turn of the century, nineteen nineteen hundreds, or maybe even in the eighteen hundreds. I don't know exactly the exact. Right, I'd have to uh, look it up period. myself, but I, I know that there's a massive spike. But somewhere around there, like late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Uh, is where you see just this massive spike because of, of our uh, what's it our longevity our well the uh, average person lived longer it's attributable because the diseases were eradicated and deaths yeah it's attributable to vaccination yep. proper sanitation there you go. and uh, food production uh-huh. those are pretty much the three primary things that it can be attributed um, but <clears throat> I mean one of the things that I think is the one of the things that's the biggest problem with <laughs> our modern society is that it's just become overly materialistic. And I don't mean just yeah. materialistic in the, in the traditional sense of materialistic, like uh, we we want all our... Uh, we, we just want material things. Like, that's the general understanding of materialism. What I meant by materialism is, that, is the view that there's nothing outside of matter that exists. Um, so, and, and that's implicit in a lot of what we do in our modern society. So... In addition to consuming merely material goods, we disengage ourselves in the metaphysical questions about life and about you know our place in life and, and, and developing insight into our very own existence. And you know these things that really don't have a material existence because they're it, it they're not tangible. The world of ide- it pertains to the world of ideas, yeah, and of you know and the world of the mind. And, and, and I mean, you know, I'm not going to try and settle the question of whether or not 
materialism as a philosophical doctrine is true or not, because that's been going on for decades and centuries, and we're any near answering that question than we were back then. Uh, <clears throat> but definitely there is something to suggest that there is more to just matter than our, more to our nature than just matter, just by the fact that when we live in a merely material world, as not modern satisfied. society requires us to do, much the we, we, we suffer. Yeah. Uh, did we bite off more than we can chew? We're like 127 right now. An hour 27. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely... I'm digging it. Yeah, yeah I got it too. 127 as in... An hour and 27 Oh, balls. <laughs> well, you jumped in at like 30 minutes. Oh, did I? Yeah. Which was good because we were brain dead before that. I was talking about how I ate an entire box of those. It's because you're being too materialistic. You need to disengage from the world of matter and engage. I was disengaged. I was just focusing on my pain, what my body was telling me. My body was telling me, "Go get some rest. You're sore." I was. I was living. I was feeling. Well, existence is with my nerves. Existence is pain to a me seeks. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, you know, definitely. Uh, Again, going going back to that whole question about like modern society is that uh, we loathe pain. Yeah. And that's that's something that I think destroys us because we try to get rid of pain and eliminate it from our lives entirely, as opposed to nerf the world. Yeah, as opposed to as opposed to actually facing it head on and understanding the way the world is and recognizing that experiencing pain is pain is as much part of an, an life as pleasure being a human being. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so now, you know, in today's society, we do whatever it is, whatever we can. To possibly eliminate pain from. That's one of the things that scares yep. me the most about opi- opioids is that you're just numb to everything mm-hmm. after that. It's really scary. And it's a real yeah. problem. Opioids are terrifying. Yeah. Well, um, this is the leave, a, leave a like and a comment in the section below. And No, you're supposed to ask them for the likes before you've even given any content whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming you've made it this far. Hey, thanks for clicking on this video. Be sure to leave a like below. Make I sure see the video. Uh, How am I supposed to know if I'm going to leave a scratch like? Scratch my <laughs> scratch my sack and have a good day. <laughs> and shove it up your ass. Yeah. 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 All right, I'm going to click stop. <laughs> All right. Beep boop boop beep. Stack of Pringles. Chris Kringle. I can't fit my hand in the Pringle in the Pringles can anymore. They don't like our Facebook page. They don't message us. They're out there. In the wild. They're like rare Pokemon. Jingle, jingle. Stack of Pringles. Chris Pringle. I can't fit my hand in the Pringle. In the Pringles can anymore. They don't like our Facebook page. They don't message us. Like rare.